0: Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. If you're looking to understand and end emotional eating and want to have peace with food, you are in the right place. We focus on intuitive eating and help you feed your soul. I am Kim McLaughlin, your host. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, coach, author, and speaker, as well as a former long-term dieter. In today's podcast, we are discussing the lessons from an intuitive eater. We recently celebrated our 100th episode of the Feed your Soul with Kim podcast. And looking back on the 100 episodes of the podcast, I have many personal and professional takeaways. In this podcast, we're going to talk about lessons that I got from doing 100 episodes. And I think they're going to be your lessons too. We're going to talk about four lessons from an intuitive eating podcaster. We're going to have a thankful celebration for these lessons. And I think you're going to need more of this. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today, I'm calling this episode Lessons from an Intuitive Eater. I have been recently reflecting on this path that I've been on with all of you in the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast, because we've done 100 episodes and today is 101. And I thought I would take some time to reflect on my lessons, the lessons that I've gained, because I think my lessons are your lessons. And we all have been through a lot of learning through this podcast. And I just want to reflect on it a little bit before we move forward with our next 100 episodes, I wanted to start and say that I feel such gratitude for all of you listening. And really, I have a deep sense of fulfillment in doing this podcast. It has been a journey through the exploration of really learning in a deep way, intuitive eating. And I think we have some really powerful insights to share with all of you about what What has happened through this podcast? I started this podcast actually a few years ago, really around the time before the pandemic started. And it actually has been, it was hard to keep up with doing weekly podcast episodes, as you can tell when we have a hundred episodes and we're a couple of years in. And I think it's just been an opportunity for me to really have the place to share Some ideas about intuitive eating and really have connections with all of you. So thank you for being here. So here are some of my personal takeaways from 100 episodes about intuitive eating. And let's see which ones maybe resonate with with any of you or all of you, or maybe they spark some ideas for you. The first lesson for me about intuitive eating is that through the process of learning about it, studying it, and literally using it, that has been a large blessing in my life. And also, I didn't. I need to add in there, talking about it with all of you and talking about it with my clients. It's one thing to read a book, and it's a whole nother to teach people about it, to talk about it, to study it in depth, and to do it yourself. This has been a lot of an opportunity to learn. And I guess maybe that's what I'm just going to keep saying is that it was an opportunity or has been an opportunity to, le- to learn. I want to go share just a little bit of my story, which I've shared in various other places. And some of you might have heard some of it, but maybe not all of it. But I've struggled with food and weight since i was about eight years old and it was right around the time my parents got divorced so we can see that there was an emotional connection between my real obsession with food and other people's obsession about my weight at that point in time because i didn't think there was a problem until other people started to have a lot of problem with my weight feeling shamed a lot Or the size of my body has been an ongoing issue. Once again, when I was young, when I was eight years old, I didn't think much about it because I could do everything I wanted to do. But there was um, a shaming in the community, a shaming from my family, and a shaming just in general from society that when you don't have a body that looks the way people think it should look, They like to tell you about it and they like to tell you, you have some mortal flaws or you have some uh, failure. There's some failure within you that, that you're not a smaller size and that. I internalized that. I internalized that shaming as there being something really wrong with me and that my body size reflected me being a problem. And so I went on diet after diet over the years. Um, I probably went on about close to five or six different diets. But I would do them over and over again. So it wasn't like I tried every diet imaginable. I tried various diets and I just kept doing them over and over again, expecting a different result. I found intuitive eating in the late 2000s and I loved it. I resonated with the ideas. I resonated with getting off that diet hamster wheel and Stopping the madness of having a diet and really literally saying that I'm not okay. And it really resonated with me in a deep way. And now that I've had a hundred episodes to talk about it, it has been an opportunity to really have this learning be more a part of who I am because I talk about it so much. And I listen to all of you talk about what your struggles are with food. So I want to just plant that seed of if you're wondering if intuitive eating might work for you, try it try the ideas. We have a lot of episodes of the podcast that talks about intuitive eating or all the areas around weight and weight stigma. And just go back in our um, in our catalog to find out more. You could join us in Emotional Eating Solutions. That is my program that we have that is based on intuitive eating. And we talk about all the strategies and all the ways to look at food and your body differently. So, if you're considering intuitive eating, have been listening and wondering, I'd say, what would be one thing with intuitive eating that you might want to try? And that might be just deciding that you want to stop that diet roller coaster because it really is a tough a tough road to go down and to keep not feeling okay with yourself because a hundred percent what I've learned through this path is that there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with your body. We've been told that we are bad and and shamed over the way we look. So really see what might fit for you. Maybe the idea of I wanna focus on not dieting or I wanna focus on the idea that I'm okay the way that I am. The only way you can get where you wanna go with food and having peace with food is by loving yourself. You can't hate yourself into having your body be the way you want it to be. You have to love yourself into having peace with food. That is the only way that it works. So that's my first learning is about intuitive eating and how much a blessing it's been in my life for me personally. It also has been a blessing in my life or in the lives of people that I talk with because they really get so much out of it that is impactful in their lives. The second thing I got out of being in the on this podcast is that I really connected with sometimes I feel like an imposter Mm -hmm. that when you get on a podcast, when you are a psychotherapist, a coach, a speaker, an author, people can think that you've got it all under control. And, and sometimes I felt like I'm an imposter because I don't have my life all in order. Like, right. And so if you hear me talking about this, it's and it comes from a place of empowerment, because when I talk to you, I believe it and I believe it for me and I believe it for you. Sometimes people will tell me that they think, well, Kim, you don't understand what this is like. You don't understand how hard it is. Yes, I do. I do understand and just because I can get up here and talk about the value of intuitive eating of looking at your body differently and really loving yourself doesn't mean I have it all in order so sometimes I feel that way and I just wanted to put that out to all of you because I think it's um you know it humanizes the people that you hear that talk that you think might have it all together so and that leads me into the third area that I found through having this podcast is that I do not have it all figured out. I do not have everything figured out. I don't have intuitive eating all figured out. So one of the things I thought of when I thought, Of how I don't have it figured out is that I'm not okay with my body all the time. I know I talk with all of you about us being okay with our body, but there are times where I don't feel that way, where I don't feel okay in clothes, where I don't think I look good, where I have negative thoughts about myself. So even though I practice this, even though I talk about this, I'm going to be humble and tell you that. I'm not okay with my body hundred percent of the time. And I have to go back to all of the strategies, all of the things we talked about on this podcast to help me remember who I really am and what we know we talk about in this podcast. I am not this body, this body, this size is not who I am. Who I am is what's in my heart. And how I act towards people and the things that I do. That is who I am. I am not this body. And that is a reminder that I have to have for myself. I think it's one of those things you have to teach what you need to learn. Right? And I teach about body acceptance because I am still a work in progress towards my body acceptance. Another thing I don't have all figured out is I have not learned how to eat slow. Ask my husband. Ask my daughter. I eat fast. I slow down more than I that th- I don't eat as fast as I fast as I used to eat. I'm stumbling over my words because I feel a little embarrassed telling you all the truth. But as much as I talk about, you know, let's slow down and eat our our food in a more mindful way. That's something that I am still a work in progress also, because I haven't, I don't have it all figured out about how to eat slow for myself. So that's something that is part of my journey to have a slower uh, relationship with eating. <laughs> and another thing I don't have all figured out is sometimes I eat for emotional reasons. Just like all of you, it's not a hundred percent. I I've said this before that we don't get it a hundred percent and that it's progress, not perfection. And we eat for emotional reasons because we have emotions, and that's what we've learned. I've learned how to do that a long time ago, eight years old. That was a long time ago that that's how I dealt with my feelings. So of course, I'm going to revert to that sometimes. I know now what to do when that happens about how to re look at myself, look inside and wonder what's going on. How am I feeling? What do I need to deal with the feeling? But that doesn't mean that I always eat intuitively. Sometimes I do eat for emotional reasons and I acknowledge that. And I want you to know that you're not alone if you do that too. And what we do together is talk about it honestly, about how to do it differently. Another thing I haven't gotten all figured out is sometimes I think about dieting. I say that humbly because it is part of our psyche. It's part of our community. It's part of our culture. It's in the media all the time. It's hard not to think about it because it's out there so much. And I have really challenged myself to wonder, okay, Kim, why are you thinking about that? It's just like when I think about emotional eating, am I feeling bad about my, if I think about dieting, am I feeling bad about my body? Why am I wanting to restrict? Why am I thinking about doing this? Sometimes there are foods that I wonder if I'm more sensitive to, and I might look at how to take those out because I'm, I'm wondering if it causes some physical um, issues some foods because we can be allergic to some foods, and I think about that, and and I work with that, and that's not dieting because I'm doing things for my body and checking in with my body about what is my right food. So I want you to know that if you think about dieting, you're not the only one. It's out there in the media all the time. It's in families. It's in conversations, and. I just take a deep breath and go, well, wait a second, Kim, what's this about? How are you feeling? And why would this even be on your mind? And so I can work through it and move move beyond it into what is really going on and then deal with that. Lastly, what I don't have figured out is I'm not perfect at intuitive eating. I don't do it personally just perfectly, just like with all the other areas I said I don't have figured out. But what I know is that I'm better than I've ever been. I'm better than I ever was 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, when I started doing this, I know how to do it better. I feel more confident in it. I feel more competent in it. I don't struggle with holidays. We just had Halloween. I did not struggle with candy. I have plenty of stories of being afraid of Halloween and afraid of candy. And I would stay away from the house on Halloween and not buy any candy. I would go to the gym on Halloween night and Halloween night. Nobody is at the gym except me and a few other people because I was really afraid of having candy in the house. Now we have candy in the house. There's still, we're almost a week out from Halloween. We have candy in the house. I don't care it doesn't call to me. I used to feel unable to manage having candy in my house or having cookies or any sweet things. I had a struggle with it and I don't feel that way anymore. I don't have a struggle with it. And also I'm not overeating it. It's not something that calls to me like it used to. And I tell you that so you can know that through intuitive eating, you can have the same win. You can have that win of feeling comfortable with whatever food in your house and you can eat it or not eat it. As you see fit, you can eat it or not eat it. And it won't be something that has to be denied, right? Like I used to do when I just wouldn't even stay home on Halloween because I was afraid of candy. The last thing I have learned through a 100 podcasts is that we're all a work in progress. This podcast has resonated with a lot of people who talk about how they have a safe place to really think about food in a different way, and really feel less alone, and less by themselves because when we feel alone like there's nobody else with this on the same road that we're on on the same path that we're on we get alone and then we think that um there's no way out there's nothing we can do and i want to tell you there's nothing further from the truth that that there is a way out and this is a way to do it together we've been challenging the societal norms of dieting, of candy, of food, of exercise, movement, and our bodies and shame. We have been challenging those societal norms that make us think that we are less than everybody else. I want to encourage you to embrace and and really take in compassion towards yourself and love on yourself that you are in progress you are a work in progress and that is the best place to be is working on what i love about this movement through intuitive eating is that it's about food but it's not about food it's about our lives and how we are in relationship and our feelings and our thoughts and our love, our self-love for ourselves and our love for others. And I want to pursue this path of peace with food, of intuitive eating together with you. And so I'm looking forward to 100 more episodes. Let's just celebrate this milestone together, these 100 episodes, and really look forward to what more we can learn. I would love to hear what questions you have. Please leave in the comments in the um the podcast, leave a comment about what you'd like to know more about. I'd love to know that so we can have future episodes. If you go into the show notes, you can send me an email at info at FeedYourSoulUnlimited.com. I would love to know what you think. I'm in this with you. We're doing this road together. We're, We're making great strides. And I am so happy to be on this path with you. And I look forward to exploring more ideas about intuitive eating, how we can live our lives differently and embrace the imperfections and the challenges of of the societal expectations while we nourish our soul with kindness and self-compassion. Keep feeding your soul, my friends, and I look forward to talking with you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We love bringing you fresh content to help you end emotional eating and start feeding your soul. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a comment about our podcast so others can find us.